bienvenidos. Welcome to the University of Michigan Ship Chapter Podcast Series. This is your host, Gabriela, and I'm super excited to kick off our fourth episode today entitled Inspiring Shiptinas. Today we will be talking with a University of Michigan Ship alumni discussing her experiences as a Latina woman in STEM. Let's welcome our alumni, Jocelyn Ortiz. Jocelyn is a first-generation student from Chicago, Illinois, and is Ecuadorian. She graduated with a degree in biomedical engineering from the University of Michigan in 2021. During the time that she was in the university, she held a lot of leadership positions, and amongst those, she was the president of our SHIP chapter from 2020 to 2021. Currently, she is a clinical account specialist at Biosense Webster with Johnson & Johnson. So how are you doing, Jocelyn? Where are you calling from? So hi, thank you for having me on this podcast. I am calling in from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I just got back from a work dinner, so that was my day. It was fun. How are you doing? No, that's really nice to hear. I am doing great. I'm really happy that you were able to join us and that you're just able to make the time to tell us about your experiences. I guess before we get started, could you tell me a little bit more about what your position is and what it's like being at that company? Yes. So basically, clinical account specialist, uh, CAS, I'll say CAS in short. Make a little. Mm-hmm. Um, we work in cardiac ablation, so in the field of electrophysiology. Um, so basically, my core um, part of my job is um, working or providing clinical and technical support to electrophysiologists, physicians, um, which I'll say EP for short, um, as well as the EP lab staff of the hospitals. Um, during these cardiac ablation procedures. Um, so essentially during um, these minimally invasive procedures, I provide, um, I work one-on-one with the physician um, on providing him the support to use our products. So products such as catheters um, that he inserts into the heart um, through venous access. And then basically I'm on my system and we just collaborate together within this case or during this case um, as he moves around the catheter in the heart, and I'm basically creating a 3D geometry of the heart, so like a GPS system of the heart. Um, and we're also um, collecting the electrical activity of your heart and trying to find um, where this abnormal rhythm, or like where the location or the source of that's causing this abnormal rhythm of your heart. And then we deliver this uh, radio frequency energy. Um, some may say like burn the heart. Mm-hmm basically terminate the abnormal rhythm and return the patient to normal sinus rhythm. Um, So yeah, so essentially it's just providing the expertise to the physicians during the case, working on collaborating with them on using our products, um, how to move within the heart, and then um, as well as educating the lab staff on how to properly use our products, as well as our system, like how to set up connections. Um, And then, so that's like my core job, like main. Yeah. And then we also kind of work outside of those cases um, to like either provide more educational opportunities with the physicians, with fellows that are training physicians, um, and then as well, again, as a staff through like in-services to just kind of educate them. And yeah, that's kind of, sorry, that was probably a long explanation. (laughs) But yeah, I honestly love it. I love um, the company I work with, like honestly, we know when I was interviewing, people were just saying, like, the people are amazing. Like, anyone you meet through Johnson Johnson, like, they're really there for you and your support and your growth. And honestly, I've been very lucky to find people 
um, who have like been very welcoming. Um, and, you know, I've made really good friends through this company, through my training. Um, I originally trained in Chicago, actually. Um, I was there for a year, um, which was nice. I was back home. Yeah. You know, it's always good to be after graduation. And then I finally moved down here um, to Atlanta um, after my training. And um, yeah, I can go more about my company. <laughs> do something later, too, with what we talked about. No, that's it's really ne- nice to hear about that. It sounds like a really complex role. You're, I'm assuming, a really, really busy person. Um, but it's really nice to hear that you have that support system and that you like the company culture, it seems. I guess having that in mind, could you talk to me a little bit more about what all of that is being identified as a Latina woman in STEM? What um, are some of the challenges that you have encountered maybe? Yeah, so um, many, I think. <laughs> I think when I think of the, the biggest challenge is you know, so I feel a little alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even through college, like, um, it was just a big culture shock. I think like I would walk into my classes and I'd be the only one who looks like me or like one of three students, one of two students. I honestly can think of my roommate. We're in the same major. Um, she was like the other Hispanic within the BME classes, um, biomedical engineering. Um, so even through work now, you would think you're used to it, but honestly, like it's still a big change. Um, to, you know, like living at home, being surrounded by your family, or just elementary school, all of this. Um, just a just like a whole new culture you're kind of adapting to, um, a whole new mindset. Um, and so coming in as a Latina, and you're you're not you don't like your your coworkers don't look like you. They don't have the same experiences as you. Um, it was hard. I think I, I even, I just struggle with it now and trying to figure out what works for me. Like, how do I, how do I keep myself, um, you know, like how how do I lift up myself? You know, like how do I motivate myself? How do I, you know, keep going and kind of having that feeling that I belong. Um, but I think the most important thing that I've noticed is, um, one, like you're adapting to it, but two, like not hiding who you are. I'm very much like, this is who I am. These are my values. There's all these stereotypes, whatever. Maybe I have them. I don't know, but that's what I'm proud of. And yeah, yeah. Um, being unapologetically, you know, Latina. And I think my coworkers are always like listening to my stories and they're learning about me. And so I think just being confident in who I am, you know, it's that's they're going to either, you know, like me or not. Um, and so that's just kind of how I've just, just kind of doing me and doing yeah, my job, yeah. doing my job well. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like those are some sort of prevalent emotions. I mean, if they've coming into college, those are present. And then going into the work field, those are present. Would you say that you have experienced imposter syndrome? Oh, my God. A thousand times. A hundred percent. Which is, which is, you know, you wish you don't. But yeah. um I mean, you can even, I'm sure you've probably experienced it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, um, I guess I, what I think from, from my perspective is that I feel like it's there always kind of inevitably for the entire mm-hmm. Hispanic community, for all of the Latinas, especially. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to assume, but um, that's why I'm asking. 
yeah, you yeah, experienced yeah. it and maybe <laughs> it, how you've dealt with it because you it I mean it sounds like you're saying you adapt to it and it's there does it go away what are yeah, your thoughts yeah it's it, 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 it's like you work through it, you know, and I think um, I've always listening to podcasts and reading articles or just even talking to friends like I've had it, it was huge in college, you know, you're surrounded by you're in a predominantly white institution being at Michigan and then um, coming into work and in medical sales, it's, I guess in any, in really any role, like, it's predominantly white. Um, and then um, I do experience it and I think like what I feel like I do something well and I'm like hmm like should I have done it better should mm-hmm. I have done it differently and it's it's things like kind of putting yourself down and um it took me so long and even in college to figure out like kind of having that confidence in myself and being like oh no like I'm smart like I got this yeah so even it's just like what I've, what I've learned even through my role within um, Biosense Webster now as a cast, like you just, you make mistakes, you, um, and you just got to learn from it. And even when you do something well, you really got to like connect, you know, pat yourself in the back, congratulate yourself and really like give your, be like your biggest supporter. Um, and it all comes down to, to like mentality. You know, I have to continuously tell myself like you belong here you are here for a reason. Um, they, they, they offered you the job for a reason mm-hmm. and you're here after almost being two years in the job soon in May, like you're doing something well Yeah. and your management has said positive things. Like you, like there's a reason you're here and you know, you should definitely like keep that confidence and have that confidence in everything you do. Um, I think it's something that like we struggle with so much um, and we feel like maybe we're not deserving of some things or, um, and it just, it can hurt your mental health. Like it really, you know, it causes you to overwork yourself or um, just in this constant like stress or anxiety. And it's just like, it's not healthy for us. And I hope that we all kind of learn to be our biggest supporter, find that support group, um, find those that friends, family, co-workers um mentors to kind of provide that help and support to um slowly and surely eliminate a little mm-hmm. bit of that imposter syndrome um but yeah what have been your sources of support um oh my god so I'm currently I, sorry I say oh my god because <laughs> I honestly love my um my team right now that is um Ola so it's my employee resource group so it's essentially my my ship within Johnson Johnson, it's okay. um, basically Hispanic, the Hispanic Organization for Leadership and Advancement. Um, and I joined this um, talent and development. It's, they have like um, pillars and, I, and one of them is talent and development. And I was able to join um, a group, um, basically, or essentially a committee. And we host events um, for the development of you know, people, part of our organization, whoever joins our events um, to kind of build their, like their personal development, their professional development within the company. Um, It's more of a, like a Johnson and Johnson um, organization. So it's not always like people who have the same job as me within Biosense Webster um, or like other people within Biosense Webster, because since Biosense Webster is like a little medical device company under 
the umbrella okay. of Johnson & Johnson. Um, but yeah, so that's been a great um, support group. Um, I joined, I regret not joining earlier, if that's an advice anybody can take. Like I wish, I wish I just like joined the second I started and like just, you know, they're, they're such wise and experienced people. And um, it's kind of my, like when we have meetings together and um, it's kind of like our outside work hours. Um, I just love venting to them. I love talking to them. I love hearing their perspective. I love hearing about their experiences and their roles. And um, it's amazing to kind of go from like, you don't literally see anyone that looks like you or can, and I just feel a little bit more vulnerable with them. And yeah. I don't know um, if that's kind of like, I, that's just kind it's, of tends to happen, right? <laughs> like I so you see someone, um, like Latino, Latina, and you're just like, oh my gosh, hi. Um, and so it's it's definitely like um, amazing to have that um, group of people. I actually, one of them is um, Anthony Salmaron, um, shouting him out. He has, um, I think he's a cast two, so like a level higher. He graduated a year before me, another SHIP alumni. Um, he's in the same oh, committee. Wow. So we worked in SHIP together in the past years. Now we work together within this OLAC um, committee. And so it's it's just been amazing to kind of um, help each other out and just, it's it, they're essentially like to me, like friends and also sometimes like even my mentors. Um, but I've also had um, a mentor from, um, I did an internship in Atlanta in 2019 um, at Emory. And my, a PhD candidate at the time, he was my, like, it was a research, summer research position. Mm -hmm. um, and he was basically the one overseeing me. Um, and so we stayed in contact over the years. And I remember when I was like going through it with my career choice, my senior year and everything, like I would literally go to him and I would ask him, um, you know, the, he was essentially my mentor and I really appreciate that support that he gave me. And he was also um, Hispanic. He was from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it was like an amazing relationship to, um, amazing relationship because he, like, we shared so many experiences. And I think, um, I think we like had a really great um, bond together during that internship. And then after having that relationship of knowing someone like being successful right now, he works um, as an engineer after um, receiving his PhD um, doctorate, I believe that's how it's called. Um, and so just, just having those mentors, having those people that um, support groups like the committee within OLA. Um, but then, I mean, I can talk about myself and my family. <laughs> my family is my biggest supporter, but I think um, it's important to have people within um, like the corporate side in a, yeah. in a sense. Like, I don't want to say like, they're just your, like, your corporate friends, but um, as much as my parents and my family want to be there for me, you know, my, I'm first generation, like my mom, who I talk to every day, um, mm -hmm. she, she's never been through this. She's never been through the experiences that I have been with, with management, with like coworkers or things like that. And, um, or just challenges I face within my field, you know, like yeah. same thing with college. Like she has, I talk a lot about my mom cause I talk to her every day, but like, she's never been through college she never went through that um experience she didn't know like how to help me with like financial aid like oh my god I anxiety from FAFSA. Thing too. um <laughs> so it was 
like as much as they're they are there to support you like it's you know there's so much they can do um and so a lot of it is you just kind of have to figure it out sometimes on your own but having a support group of people who want to see you succeed um mentors role models um will definitely help you kind of get to that next level keep going yeah no that's wonderful to hear and I guess a question I have based on what you mentioned because it sounds like that corporate support you have is very big um you have to go out of your way to find that corporate support right it didn't just mm-hmm. I guess I've heard from a couple of different alumni I've spoken that it's not like in college where everyone's looking for friends you just have your friends kind of have to go out and make that life for yourself once mm-hmm. you're working full-time would you agree with that oh yes yeah I think um I think well I compare it to college like it it really is um college is a little easier you know these orgs are in your face right yeah these festivals these wonderful or winter fest I forgot how to call it winter um, fest they're like join our organizations here here and you're like oh my god I have all these choices to choose from and then um as much as these companies like have a lot of resources and are there for you want to be there for you um you kind of have to like go up about it on your own and um I remember like I don't even know who mentioned employee resource groups to me like that was just I think that was non-existent in my head. I didn't even know they existed until I was like recruiting in college. Like I started recruiting more in my junior, senior year. Um, I was, um, and that's when I got, I was Googling the companies and then it would be like, oh, employee research groups. Like we have this to offer. And so that's when I figured it out. And then um, when I first joined Biosense, like a little later, I was like, wait, like I, I, cause I felt really alone in a sense of, well, one, this job, you go to the cases alone. Like you're you're a representative of the company. You're that expert of the uh-huh. of your system, your products. And you go to that hospital. I go to a different hospital every day. So I travel oh, a lot. Wow. That's impressive. So, so that so I'm like, it can get alone or it can get very lonely. And it's and you can you have your team with you. My team is about like a group of 10 of us um, mm-hmm. who all go to like hospitals across um the city of, of Atlanta. And so when I was training and I was just learning this job and I just first got out of college, I was like, oh my God, like, where's my team? Like, who's with me? Like, what, who do I, who do I go to? Um, and so it takes, it's up to you to, you know, to find those resources. Um, and I remember, I think I asked my, um, my RBD at the time. So she's like my boss, boss manager, um and she's great too she like knew all about the employee resource groups helped me find it online helped me um just kind of redirecting me to how to sign up and I was able to sign up and then finally also got in contact with Anthony and Anthony and I were able to get in contact with someone um with this within like Ola um and then that's how we kind of got involved so it really took it took a while and you just kind of have to keep asking questions trying to get involved um but I'm also trying to think if there like are other resources that are reached out to within um, the company. You know, like it, it all goes down to like what, like what you want, and it you have to kind of go and search for it. Um, and that's pretty much all. That's pretty much the only thing I've kind of reached out to. But yeah, well, I mean that's nice. It looks like it's working out really well for you, and you have that 
really good support. That type of support, you mentioned how they could get it in the corporate world. What about in academics, maybe? Um, how would you recommend that they find and build that support network? Yes. Um, so I guess when I think of academics, um, I'm thinking more like my college experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really the same thing. Like I came into, um, when I say same thing, I mean like hola and then like I'm going to advocate for SHIP for the rest yeah. of my life. Um, so I joined, I, you know, as a freshman coming in um, into engineering, like I didn't know anyone. Actually, my sister was at the school. But I didn't know anyone. I was just like, what? You know, I'm figuring this out all by myself, like out of state. And um, it was just really like just getting involved a little bit everywhere. Um, but specifically, like I knew that I was struggling. Um, struggling, like, you know, as a student academically, um, just trying to figure out my what like works for me. Study routine, um, if classes were difficult, like finding the like who to like help you with or like study groups and things like that. Like what, um, like what resources out like are out there. And I found that I learned so much from my peers. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I'm so, so, so super thankful that, um, I joined SHIP. And so I joined SHIP literally my freshman year and have, was involved like all four years. Um, and like literally like my, my peers like some of them were in my classes um and so just kind of bouncing ideas through each other find like upperclassmen like they might not have been like mentors mentors or something but they were like robots and like oh my god like I see people getting these full-time offers I see people getting these internships like how do you do it like what like like you know tell me your secrets and so um it was great building the relationships with those upperclassmen and them just like even being there, being involved in SHIP, um, you know, they want to help out the under, um, like freshmen, sophomores, and kind of guiding them, and so them providing resources, like join, like for this class, take like this professor, or like join this study group, Um, you know, even like all the, what you do now, like doing this for students, Mm -hmm. um, or even like the professional side of the org, like all the workshops that we provide for the students, like things that I have would have never learned, where would I have done them? Right. Um, and like the organization is providing these events for you. Um, and so the support in college, like I'm so thankful for all the friends I've made within engineering. Um, like I, I literally think about everyone, like how amazing and smart everyone is. Like it was that kind mm-hmm. of mentality that really, showed me that I'm like, I'm, I'm going to succeed. Like, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I'm gonna, you know, I belong here. Like it was, I struggled so much with just, you know, having that confidence. And, um, I really like, I really love seeing people like Nancy, Victoria, like I'm going to name people that I know throughout shit that are doing like amazing now. Like they're amazing people and we're so successful and we're also always wanting to help and so I'm just really super thankful for them for being role models and always being very encouraging and even providing the opportunities um like having a leadership position like Mm -hmm. that in itself like providing me the opportunity for leadership skills that then like that's a 
of like the roles I've had were huge reasons why I even have this job today, why I even got interviews, because I didn't have internship experience. I had a summer <laughs> research one summer and that was it. And people, yeah, it was just like the summer oh. research and people were still interviewing. It was all in the resume. Like, it's just how you like, you know, what people taught me with my mm-hmm. upperclassmen taught me, like, this is how you should present yourself. This is, you know, what you should highlight and things like that. So, um, you know, even like seeking out the opportunities that the org provides for you. Um, it definitely helped me. Um, and just, I don't know, I just, I keep going back. I literally like think back of all the members and it's just, that's literally my, they're just, you know, there for you. Um, and I really needed that. And um, I know it could be like, I know the org can also be maybe male dominated. I think it's been shifting to some 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 women dominating. So we love to see it. Um, but like just having that, just having um, that visual of all these women involved and um, them understanding of the experiences you go through. And so it, it's just, just having, just having that really, really yeah. um, in academics. And I mean, even Dr. M, like I know people who've reached out to her to for guidance, everything she's experienced, like as a Latina in STEM and everything she's been through. Um, and so I'm trying to think of like other, um, I go back to like that mentor within the internship that I had. Like I, I'm sure that people in their internships built a relationship with someone um, within those companies and you just got to keep those relationships, um, keep in contact with them. And, um, yeah, I think that's been super, super helpful, um, within academia. How do you think that others from different identities could support the Latinas or maybe probably shift in their mindset to support the Latinas in STEM? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think about this a lot with my team. Um, (laughs) Um, and even just even now, um, like my team as in my job team right now, um, like when I host events, like I, I invite my team or I have invited them and it's one person joined and that was very like, it was very nice to see it, it felt very like that someone was supporting me, um, and something that can be outside of work. You know, I understand that you know, people have families, they can't really um, yeah. join these events all the time, but um, knowing that like your management supports you, supports the organizations that you're affiliated with, um, I think taking that step can be one, um, just showing you that, hey, like I wanna support your event, I wanna support what you're involved in. Um, and I think just um, just being very like open to, um, just being receptive, just listening. Um, like I mentioned before, you know, a lot of a lot of my teammates have been very welcoming and it feels like I'm, you know, I'm not hiding who I am. I share my experiences, I share um like my culture, I share just stories of who I am and what shapes what has shaped me and what I go through now. And my teammates listen. And um it's crazy because my team actually um is I think there's one, I want to count, but maybe there's like nine women and one guy oh, of wow. classes. Okay. So we're, women, we're really a, a woman-dominated <laughs> team. 
which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I can see like um, the people of color in my team. Like I've definitely um, kind of built a, like a closer relationship to them because I've been able to kind of um, be a little more vulnerable to them and kind of tell them my experiences. Um, and they've been super helpful and super supportive, but people like, you know, the others um, who don't share the same identities. Um, I think it just, it just goes down to like listening and kind of um, maybe even just like adapting to the, even like the personality to the culture that I have. And even, even my management, like my manager now, he's, um, he always mentions how like he can understand um how like it's different for me moving from Chicago to Atlanta and I it's very like wholesome to hear that he'll be like I know you're probably like really miss your family because you're like very very family oriented and it's really like not common to like move so far away from home as a as a woman, as a Latina, and I'm just like, yes, literally, like, I go, understand. like, I, you understand, like, I, I can get very emotional, but just even that, just kind of, um, just understanding the different, like, culture shocks, and I think just a simple example of that, of literally kind of just saying it to me, and being very vocal about it, it's, it's kind of reassuring, I'm like, oh, wow. you understand that, like, there are different experiences that I experience, um, I think those, like, two of the like biggest things I've I've wanted I've seen that have been super helpful for me to feel welcomed in this team just even welcomed as um a woman as a person um of a Latina to come into here and um yeah so I'm super thankful for the people who have been super welcoming um you know a part of it too is like um I don't always like like you don't want to tie how do I say this um like I don't want to always want to feel like if I do something wrong like I don't want I'm always scared that someone's gonna kind of tie it with my identity like oh my god okay I see you get what I'm yeah and I, get, yeah. I don't want to feel like that and I think a team that makes you feel like just as equal and like kind of puts everyone um at the same level I think that also helps like you 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 understand that we all we all make mistakes we all do this well, we all do that well. Like, it's just kind of having that balance, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, but it's, I feel like it's always, I think the thing I struggle with now is there's always something in the back of my head. Like, if, mm-hmm. is there some bias? Like, I don't know. You just, you just don't know. And that goes back to the imposter syndrome. Um, and you have to kind of eliminate, eliminate that from your head and, and think like, you know what, um, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm doing well. Like, just like don't bring yourself down and especially if you don't if you don't know something you're just worrying about something that you have no idea but have you ever encountered a situation where you explicitly noticed that they are saying something to you and kind of tying it with your identity um I don't think it's ever been I'm trying to think I don't think it's ever been negative maybe there's like you know some people just want you to um kind of build that relationship with you in like uh, a personal level like um they'll just try to speak Spanish to me or okay. it. like it's, it's never been negative okay. and I, you know those are things of yeah. like okay it's been like sweet but I'm trying to think of I know that's probably not really a great answer to your question um yeah I think 
I don't think it's ever um, explicitly been said, but then it goes back to um, that I struggle with, um, or I'm sure like maybe other Latinas can um, attest to it, but like I struggle with thinking that they're thinking that. Like if I, let's say I make a mistake, I'm like, they're thinking it's because I'm just not capable. And, um, and it goes back to, I don't know, like stereotypes yeah. and, um, no, I see. and I, and I, and I, and I don't want to think that I want to think, um, I, I just like, don't even want to compare myself to, to my like white colleagues. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it can happen. And I, I know that people feel like they have to work twice as hard or they have to like constantly try to prove themselves um that they're not doing like that they're doing something right and they're doing the job really well and um you know we have to like fight those that mentality but it just kind of comes so naturally when you really feel a little bit isolated and you feel like um for some reason you have to prove something um just because you have like this different identity um and so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think maybe in college. Um, no, I, I do remember um, in high school when I did get into um, Michigan, my friend, so-called friend was just like, oh, well, you probably only got in because you know, oh. Hispanic. Yeah. You need like diverse. I was like, what? This is sweet. <laughs> This is something you say, like you hear movies or something, like you really said that to me. <laughs> and it was shocking because it really does happen. And I'm like, you know, no. Like it, it's it's little things like that where you probably don't even notice, right? Or at yeah. the time, like I was just like, oh, and then late, like I think about it till this day, and I'm like, really? You know, I'm, I'm I, was, I was very qualified. I and it just brings you down and it it can like it's just you know you you're trying to build yourself up you're trying to build that confidence and you have that kind of thought in the back of your head and rethinking Mm -hmm. comments that were made like years ago and so um honestly like just gotta surround yourself with people who don't say things like that and just um like you said finding people who don't share the same identity but like supporting you and wanting you to succeed um and so, yeah, I think that's really the, like, an explicit, like, specific mm-hmm. example. Thankfully, I haven't really heard anything now. I think it's always just on me to kind of fight that, fight that struggle within myself, um, okay. within the workforce, and even within college. Like, mm-hmm. with college, like, it, it's also just, um, I don't know, like, it, you just see your, like, your, your, your classmates and you see the level at which they're performing or even now like the level at which your coworkers are performing and you feel like you're either um behind or I guess specifically in college like you feel behind I'm like I didn't know this in high school like no one taught me this versus like classmates knowing so much more and you're just um it's kind of just that behavior like it all builds up and it like does not help with your confidence but um that was a longer answer, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, thankfully haven't really heard anything now. It's just, again, that mm-hmm. self, that self-destruction in your head. That you gotta really... Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with you in that uh, if you find people of other identities to find someone that does embrace your culture, I guess that's mainly what it's about, right? Embracing your culture rather than pulling you down with it. Um, I guess if you had known at the start of your academic and professional career, everything that you know now, what do you think you would have done differently or what do you think you would have told your past self? Hmm, what would you tell my past self? So many things. Um, I think a big thing um, is just like being open, just being open for um, for change and even just like being open to making mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. I think when I went into college um, or even high school, there was just this like constant need for you know, perfection and getting the best grades. And, you know, we all, we're all like, want to achieve in all of our endeavors. And then, you know, you face some, you face um, adversity and then you're trying to bounce back from that. And I think, um, you know, in school at a certain point, I was like, oh, once I get a job, like I won't, you know, we're going to do well, like, even in your job, you'll make mistakes, even in your job, you're gonna, um, like, I'm just, I'm literally figuring everything out still, yeah, I'm figuring life out, like, I'm figuring my job out, something new every day, something new every week, a new task, a new role, like, it's just being open for that change, um, and, like, embracing it, and even in college, like, I was pre-med, for most of my time and then now I'm like I would not go to med school nope <laughs> I'm good and it's just I don't know it, I think like before I was so scared that I, I had this plan right you we set this plan for ourselves even maybe they ask you what's your five-year plan and you're just like I, I want to do this I want to do this I want to have these roles and it can change in an instant and so just um embracing that change um being able to adapt like just don't be afraid of it um try different things like literally you do not know what will happen and I don't even know what's going to happen now yeah um and so I think with I don't know I just I really I've had a really hard time now um like just being a first gen and um like everything's new to me and like I mentioned again like your family can only help you so much um and you really need to have that support group. Um, and I really found that within like my committee, within Ola, um, some coworkers here across, um, some in Cali, like some still in Chicago. Like it's just, just embracing that change, find that support group. Like you really need the help. Like don't be afraid to ask for help. I wanted to do everything on my own in college, but really like finding the community um it's okay to ask for help I think I don't know I just I really thought I had this plan for myself and completely changed if anything completely changed senior year just boom so <laughs> here I am and you know I'm just still figuring still figuring everything out um and I'm so grateful for the people that I've met and um yeah it can it can get isolating you know it goes back to um 
being a Latina coming into the workforce and it can get really lonely and really isolating and um, you just want to find that community. So definitely like just embrace it. Try different things. Don't be afraid. Things will change. So that's something I wish I kind of was okay with back then and not so anxious or stressed about why isn't it happening the way I want it to happen. You know? Yeah, I see. No, that's totally understandable. And it's really interesting that you say um, the when you come in with a set plan and you can change it automatically. And sometimes I, that it's the thought of the change of something that you were holding on to for such a long time and not for a bad reason, just it was a plan. I just think it's funny you mentioned that because other sh uh, Shiptinas in our chapter have also mentioned that to me more last year when I was a freshman because I came in with this huge plan and like you said changes happen um so I think that's really interesting yeah I I guess that's probably the last question I had honestly um but I do want to open it up to you if there's any other advice that you would like to share a quote that you would like to share um last few thoughts I'm trying to think um, well, one, that's, I mean, that's amazing that other people have kind of shared the same sentiment about, you know, embracing that change. Um, you know, I think it was, it was a huge, it was a very difficult transition for me, like being completely honest, going from college to work. Um, you know, it's so hard being first generation again, going back to just going into this workforce, joining this team, this role, and just, it just very, it felt very isolating. Um, and just the nature of the job in itself, you know, like how I describe it, you're, you kind of go alone um, to these accounts, to these hospitals, like it's very, like can be, can get very isolating, but um, I really like, I just advise everyone to like, give yourself that grace. And it comes to, if you ever feel like you're not doing well, like, don't, please don't give up. Like it really, it took, it took me a long time to figure it out, to figure out um, what I like to do. I'm starting new hobbies. Like I just, even like finding that support group, like I really didn't really establish that like a year into um, my role. So it just, it was a, it was a difficult transition but I'm glad that I was able to find people to make me feel like I belonged, that made me feel like I had a community. Um, and so I definitely hope that from everyone, I hope that everyone gets involved in organizations within college um, work, whoever's listening to just really find um, people to support you and to never like, just be confident in yourself. You know, it goes back to that imposter syndrome, like, we're going to think about it so many times. Like I thought about it so many times in college. Like I always thought that I saw a certain like white male figure. I'm like, they're so much smarter than me. And I could be, you know, I'm just as smart. Like I'm just as capable. And it, it really just is a, my mind fighting itself, like me fighting myself. And like it really is like finding that self-love for yourself and just um keep pushing forward you know you got this and um even for you like I'm I'm super excited for what you're doing here this is amazing <laughs> super excited for what you're going to do like really 
you know, just push yourself, keep going. Um, you just adapt to it. You definitely uh, change into the new lifestyle, the new community um, and new mindset. So I definitely wish everyone the best of luck. Um, yeah, that, I think that's kind of my, my last little of advice to everyone. No, that's perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate the advice personally. I mean, as another Shiptina, um, I think I agree with everything you said and I'll be listening to all of your advice. And I know all of our listeners will be too. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. It was great talking to you. (laughs) Thank you. And well, I guess before we go, uh, for our listeners out there, I would like to share that our next episode will be about PhD programs, what the experiences you can encounter are in those programs, the process of applying, how it can differ to applying to a master's degree. So stay tuned. And remember, if you have any other requests for future topics, you can reach us at shipuofm.eboard at gmail.com. Make sure to stay tuned for our next episode. But until then, go blue.